Last week, the U.S. Supreme Court began hearing oral arguments about the case Dobbs v. Jackson Board of Women's Health. And if you've not heard about this case, it's a possibility uh, that it would overturn the court's ruling in Roe v. Wade because this decision uh, would impose uh, reasonable uh, limits on when uh, a mother could procure an abortion. Of course, no time is a reasonable time, uh, but in in the broad scheme of things, this would impose some more limits uh, at 15 weeks, uh, this case, and that's good news. Uh, It's likely that it will be uh, the, the... decision will come to pass that, uh, yes, that the court's ruling in Roe will be overturned, and thanks be to God for that. And that would be a a wonderful thing. Uh, And this may be uh, the sprint to the finish uh, in the fight against this particular case, Roe versus Wade. Great news indeed. But it's not the, the end or the beginning of the end, or probably even the end of the beginning of the fight against abortion itself. And as you are well aware, abortion is not just a problem in our culture at large or our country at large, but here in our very own city uh, is an abortion clinic, a Planned Parenthood that administers chemical abortions, uh, the poisoning of a tiny unborn child. In Cincinnati and Dayton, there are clinics that administer surgical abortions, the dismemberment of a tiny unborn child. And that's a horrible thing to contemplate. Even closer to home, if statistics are any guide, it's not unlikely that some one of us even here has either had an abortion in the past or has counseled someone else to get one. And if that's the case, perhaps you've been living under a burden of sin, of shame, of grief for years. And if that's the case, dear friend, brother or sister in Christ, I invite you back to confession to receive forgiveness and the peace of the Lord because only there uh, can we find uh, joy once again. But this is not the only sin, of course, that burdens our culture, this sin of abortion. And it's not the only sin that burdens our hearts. Uh, There's plenty others. Uh, You may have seen a sign as you're leaving uh, a church parking lot in the past. I think it's rather tacky. You're now entering the mission ground. I think that's uh, a lot of baloney, because the mission ground is actually found in our own hearts in our hearts that need to be transformed and prepared to receive the Lord. And that's, I think, the connection that the darkness we see in our broader culture and even in our own hearts, that's the connection with the Advent season and with the readings we just heard. That the world remains, even after the coming of Christ, a very dark place. And in fact, our hearts remain a dark place. And it can lead us to wonder, what is this season for after all? These, all the joyful prophecies we, we hear in the first readings from Baruch and Isaiah, they foretell a time of peace and prosperity when the Messiah will reign, when Israel or the church will don a garment of joy. Where are those days? Certainly it seems not now. Not with the darkness in the world and the darkness we find in our own hearts. And so that should be a troubling question, or a question that we, we ponder at least, as we celebrate this Advent season. These promises we hear so often, have they been fulfilled yet for us? And I think the answer has to be yes and no. Of course, the Lord has come. He has come and his coming has changed everything. He has conquered sin and death forever by his death on the cross for our salvation. By taking our human nature to himself, he redeemed the whole human race 
sanctifying us for salvation in God. But on the other hand, this darkness endures, even amongst us Catholics, and even if you've been uh, watching the news, amongst us priests. Uh, there's quite a, quite a bit of darkness and quite a bit of the burden of sin that remains. And we have to ask ourselves the honest question, then, what does the Advent season mean for us? For what are we preparing? And we, do we believe that these prophecies were fulfilled? I think a beginning to, in the answer to this question is to change the way we approach the Advent season. Instead of thinking of it simply as a preparation for the Lord's coming once upon a time in history, remembering a past event, we can begin to think of Advent as the expression of a present reality. That is, the reality that the Lord has not fully come into this world or into our souls. And it then can become an active preparation to receive the Lord, here and now, a preparation that we all so desperately need. And so this season of Advent can help us to return it to the basics, to focus on the basic good works of the Christian life. John the Baptist in his preaching said, the valleys needed to be filled and the mountains laid low. That means that the very foundations of the earth have to be shaken. And the very foundations of our lives, too, have to be shaken if we are going to receive the Lord in a worthy way. So we should return it to the basics, to the foundations of the Christian life, the basic good deeds of Christianity, penance, fasting, prayer, and make these good deeds profit our lives. Today, I think we should focus simply on prayer. The Advent season invites us to prayer, to prepare for the Lord. Of, of course, attendance at, at weekly Mass is, is, a, is a given on Sundays and Holy Days. But then the confessional is also a great way for us to prepare to receive God. Uh, the, the Lord wants our souls to be clean uh, and a worthy place to receive him. You know, the Lord was born into darkness, into the darkness of that silent night in Bethlehem, and he was born in a stable. But certainly, St. Joseph would not have laid the child Jesus in a dirty manger. He would have cleaned it, filled it with fresh straw, and made a worthy place to receive that child who was the Lord of heaven and earth. And we can do the same things for our souls. We can clean them of the sin that plagues them, clean them of all that uh, cow manure, to use polite language, that may have accumulated in the stables of our own hearts, such that when the Lord comes, we can receive him with worthy, worthy souls who can love him as he deserves. And then secondly, during this Advent season, we need the gift of silence. Our culture wants us to be constantly plugged in. We are the best servants of the market economy if we're always uh, subject to one form of advertisement or another on social media, online, on television, whatever the case may be. And so it takes some work to separate ourselves from that. But it's work that needs to happen because we can't possibly take the deep reflective look at ourselves that we need to if we're constantly bombarded with the noise that this culture offers us. So unplug, even from the Christmas programming uh, during this Advent season, in order to have silence in your life to prepare for the Lord's coming. There's no better way to do that than to attend one of the parish holy hours on Tuesday nights or Saturday mornings, uh, where you can spend time in silent adoration in the Lord's presence. And there you can let the Lord himself 
in a dialogue face-to-face and heart-to-heart, exposed in the Holy Eucharist on the altar, prepare your heart to receive him uh, when you receive Holy Communion, and to prepare your soul to receive him at the end of time when we all meet the Lord, uh, when he comes again. Yes, for a host of reasons, apart from the Lord's presence, this world can be a dark place. But that darkness is not reason for despair, because the Lord came once into the darkness of night when he was born in the town of Bethlehem, and he will come again to shatter the darkness of this world, the darkness that still lingers in our hearts. And this Advent season, the Lord gives us a privileged time to prepare ourselves, a time of grace, a time of salvation, such that his light can shine into the darkness of our hearts and transform it forever making ourselves fit vessels to receive the God of heaven and earth. And this Advent season, by our humble preparation, by our prayer, by our silence, we can prepare to receive the Lord when he comes.